Welcome back, everyone, on Radio Arma. I'm so happy to have you back on the show uh, today because it's been a long time, I must admit. Uh, we are preparing very heavy interviews uh, these days, these these weeks, and it's taking a lot of time. Uh, we were we were just before, um, before the New Year's Eve, we were actually uh, posting uh, once a week or once every two weeks. Uh, it's been kind of hard to get that rhythm uh, after New Year's Eve because a lot is happening. Uh, a lot is happening in the in the community. Uh, a lot is happening in our personal lives. And obviously, a lot of big interviews are being prepared. And uh, the one you're listening to today is going to be one of those big ones. It took a bit of time to organize. It was uh, a pain to, to build the questions because the topic is very large. And uh, we needed uh, some very you know, quality people to come and answer the questions. And here we are today on uh, Radio Arma with uh, Ivette and Jan. Hi, guys. How's it, how's it going? Oh, good. good. How are you? Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm great. Uh, very happy to have you. So for people that don't know Yvette and Jan, these guys are from Bohemia Interactive. Uh, they're working on one very special project that whatever the game you've been playing these days, you know about. And that is basically uh, Livonia. Uh, Livonia is the terrain uh, that was published recently by Bohemia Interactive on two games, Armour. Uh, obviously, Armor 3 and Daisy, because from what I understood, it was basically created for Daisy. So basically, Ivet and and Jan are going to be able to t tell us all about it. But first, I'm just going to introduce uh, both of those guests uh, today. Uh, Ivet, let's uh, start with you. Start with girls always. Uh, so basically, what's your job title? Well, I work as an environment designer in Bohemia. Okay, what exactly does that imply? Um, I would say it kind of changes with every employee, but for me personally, I usually come with the new ideas for new assets or I check their historical authenticity. Sometimes mm -hmm. I also do concept arts or some graphics, uh, even textures, and if it's, if it's uh, needed, I also sometimes write design documents. Wow, okay, great. So when did you get in Bohemia Interactive? Um, it's, I would say it's almost two years ago. Two years ago, so when basically when uh, Daisy really came a big thing, is that it? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay, cool. So, um, were you so basically were you recruited uh, from the Bohemia Interactive community no, I, or not at all? No, I have to say uh, I was unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. That means yeah. it's it's kind of an advantage to be or not. Um, I just think it's very cool if you're so passionate about Arma, but um, 
I was, even though I play Arma, I was never part of the community. Ah, okay, I see. So you play Arma, that's very interesting. Mm. Maybe I'll have a few questions for you uh, at the end of this interview. All right. Um, so when did you pick up uh, Arma or Daisy, whatever the game? Uh, so you, what, from what I understood, you 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 uh, got introduced to those games when you entered uh, Bohemia, or did you know them before? Um. That's a good Bas question. Basically, because... the question is, are you a gamer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, obviously I am, if I want to uh, make games. But um, it's it's kind of interesting question, because I get familiar with uh, Bohemia games when I was like 10. So I was basically a kid. And okay. it was uh, the first game, Operation Flashpoint, because uh, I was a gamer when I was a kid, like a lot. And mm -hmm. the... We had this uh, uh, magazine called Level, which is like yeah. Czech game magazine, and uh, I think it's still going after after so many years. But uh, in the nineties, they had like a full game released with every single issue of the magazine, and one mm -hmm. of them was Flashpoint. So, like that's how I got my hands first on uh, Bohemia games, and then I basically continued with the other titles, and I tried you know, the other Arma games. I get it. So what's your, what's your favorite game? Uh, like besides of all it, 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 Yeah, of all time. It doesn't have to be a Bohemian Interactive game. Uh, yeah, unfortunately it's not, but my, like, of all times, it's uh, the old Fallout games, like Fallout 1 and Fallout ah, 2. Ah, survival games. Yeah. I get it. Cool. Um, so what does... Uh, what does an environmental designer do on a daily basis? I mean, what's your everyday job? Um, it kind of changes, but um, sometimes, you know, uh, I just analyze all of the assets. Like you have, uh, let's say you want to create vegetation and, you know, you have to, uh, you want to have this kind of trees, but the graphic designers need to know how the specific tree would look like or the shape and textures and stuff like that. So um, sometimes I do like sketches, sometimes I write document about the uh, measurements and uh, how the shape should be and stuff like that. And it applies okay. not only to vegetation, but to the other assets. Which you can so it could see be buildings in the environment. Or... Yes, yes. Okay, got it. So, so basically, your your job is not just basically creating three D objects. It's mm -hmm. it's a lot of research. It's a lot of um, of uh, uh, writing as well. From what I understand, you you do some documentations on yeah. on how how they are supposed to look. That is very interesting. Uh, might uh, change a few minds on on the environmental designer for for people listening, uh, people that uh, thought that it was just a, a one one thing job, you know, and and no, it's more complex and more interesting than that. Yeah, that's uh, true. So let's jump to uh, Jan now. Uh, so hi, man. Okay. Uh, hello, hello. What's your job title? Is it different from Ivet's? Well, the job title itself is the same, it's uh, environment designer, but um, what do I do is uh, completely different, yeah. Okay, tell us more about it. So, um, what I do uh, most of my time is actually the design and creation uh, of the specific locations themselves. Uh -huh. So, uh, I designed, uh, for example, on Livonia, I, des I designed a lot of the settlements, uh, the nature locations, and then uh, created them. 
Okay. So how how does that? Um, I'm just going to jump to the last question of this uh, this presentation here uh, because it's more suited for for that follow up. How what's your everyday base uh, everyday job? I mean, how does that? translate so if i don't have to do any sort of documentation documentation like event because i also sometimes do it um i really like uh designing and uh thinking about uh settlements you know villages how would they work um how would they oh. when I go around uh how um you would play different types of missions in them if i can uh, help uh, some sort of gameplay in them and so on and the same applies to the nature uh, around that is great. Okay, so you're the the mind behind how how uh, basically houses are placed and how roads go through the land and that kind of thing. Yes, in general, yeah. That's great. Okay, and how did you get uh, into Bohemian Interactive? Were you part of the community or were you uh, a, a uh, I mean, recruited uh, from outside? Well, um, I got there around two years ago as well, uh, mm -hmm. 2018, around uh, July, I believe, directly on Livonia, on day one. And uh, I wasn't uh, recruited from the uh, Bohemian Interactive community. I was mostly doing uh, modding work for Counter-Strike Source and Garage Mode a lot uh, in terms of uh, weapons. And uh, but but I always was very interested in creating uh, environment uh, things, you know, creating maps, terrains. So uh, the interest uh, was what got me there. That's great. So we might uh, see some uh, some of your work on some uh, arm uh, weapons or something or daisy weapons. Maybe in the future. Maybe yeah. in the future. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and how did you pick up armor or daisy, whatever the game? Well. Uh, the first time I played anything armor related was uh, the original Daisy mod in like 2012, I believe. In Armor 2? Uh, yes, in Armor 2. Uh, and I played that game a lot. Uh, then I tried Armor 2 a bit, uh, but that never really was my thing uh, until Armor 3, uh, you know, like a year or two later. And that was the point where I started playing Arma 3 uh, or Arma in general. Uh, okay, so you were sort of in the community, but not obviously not active, or not creating things, but you were still in the community. Oh, yeah, a bit. Yeah. Sort of. Okay, <laughs> sort cool. Of. Um, so that's uh, probably going to be a question for a question. Sorry for for both of you. I mean, um, how how does it feel after being in a uh, in a in a company for two years, um, I'm I'm saying that because I can relate to my personal experience, professional experience. I'm I'm doing some some basically some some support for applications, uh, and uh, and uh, you know when when you spend a bit of time in a company and you end up you know being being thanked for for some hard work and a big projects um big project comes out and and uh, how does it feel Eva at first maybe um i think for me personally i didn't realize like for instance i didn't realize till Livonia was out how mm -hmm. how much work we actually done because during the process, you, 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 you don't really realize, you know, it's like you go to work, you work every day and you have the task to complete. But when it's out and you see how the people actually like it, that's really big. And that's, that's 
what we really enjoy about yeah that. you 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 um appreciate the recognition is that it yeah okay how about you jan well um uh i, I would say something similar uh when i uh, saw livonia uh the first day it was it was mostly empty there was nothing really there there were forests mm-hmm. three villages yeah and uh, after the year uh, that we were working on it very hard it, it was a huge payoff yeah to see it done and how much work uh, we've done on the map and how people enjoy it yeah. that's so cool so so yeah i mean um to be to be talking for the community and and from the community uh livonia was a big a big thing i think um because it was a top quality terrain uh, that came out just at the right moment for a big event. I mean, uh, the contact DLC was a huge thing. Uh, it was a big deal in in good aspects and uh, bad aspects. But one of the good aspects of that uh, DLC was that, uh, that terrain. And that's what it's all about. But before we talk about the terrain, I want us to be talking about terrain creation. We already did a, an episode about terrain creation with a member of the community uh, that is called uh, Bloodclot. Uh, he's, he's been modding for years in the Arma 3 community and he's just released one of his big terrains uh, for RHS. Uh, and that is uh, extremely exciting. So if you haven't seen that, go and check it out. Uh, it's it's in the RHS pack. Um, it's really, really nice. Uh, so questions for you guys. Um, let's go with Jan this time. Um, what is the most difficult part in creating a terrain, according to you? Hmm. So for me, it would probably be um, a healthy core of the map itself. So um, I, I believe that uh, when you are creating a map, uh, the beginning uh, of the creation is the most important one, because how the terrain feels at the, really the beginning, how the roads go, how where the forests are, where the vegetation is, uh, where the river uh, is, that is uh, for me the most important uh, part and also the most difficult. Uh, because if you have uh, a healthy core, a bad core, uh, terrain that looks just you know, weird and unnatural, uh, whatever you build on it, it will look weird. Uh, it will not feel good. So the healthy core for me is the most, uh, as I said, difficult. Uh, so would part. you? So would you say that there's a lot of pre? pre-designed before you get into the, the terrain i mean you need to think a long time on w- what it's going to look like before you actually start creating it or would it be like when i mean do you do you actually build terrains just like that without thinking well you have to think a lot uh, of course it depends uh, what map you're creating uh, for us when we were creating livonia uh, the core was uh, already, uh, let's say, created, made by uh, the main Livonia gra- uh, guy, uh, Andrzej Branchowski, who was shaping the terrain for uh, a lot of time, for many months, uh, creating, as I said, the roads, uh, the power lines, and the infrastructure itself. So we just you know, came in and started filling the map, and it looked all good. Great. Uh, Ivet. What's the most enjoyable aspect of your job? Well, definitely when you're done with the job and the product is out, you know, but um, some of the parts of the process are really fun too. Like, because we want to uh, 
make Arma to look as authentic as possible, like especially for the terrain and uh, military equipment and stuff like that. Uh, we usually go out to take references and sometimes it can be really like for some people strange places, you know, like abandoned military base or quarry or if we need to um, gather some photos for the vegetation, we go to forests for like two, three hours to just <laughs> take pictures. And that must it's be actually awesome. like, yeah, it's actually like um, the part I, I really enjoy because you can be like in the contact with, uh, with the stuff you will make later. And I think you can't really Google just images uh, on the internet and work based on that because um, uh, if you, you you don't really know how it uh, how the buildings look inside or if you're not in the in the area you don't really get the feeling you know so I think it's really important to to go out and actually look at the at the places. That is amazing to hear. I mean, it it makes the job. Uh, feel so so cool that even I that w would like to you know like pick up some some studies and and start building shit. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's nice to hear. Um, it's probably one of the aspects I would love of your job as well is is actually not spending all my time on uh, on a desk at a desk and actually go out and do real you know contact thing. What about um so what about the tools you use in um in in bohemian interactive jan uh do you use the same tools as the uh at the as the community as you provide to the community or are the are they i mean professional tools that only bohemian interactive have paid for and use hmm. so um for uh, armor free and especially livonia uh, I believe that all the tools we used are available, uh, mainly the uh, Terrain Builder slash Bulldozer and um, Terrain Processor, which are available on Steam, uh, armor-free tools. Uh, we used, uh, well, I believe Andre used um, some third-party uh, tools to uh, help shape the terrain uh, in a more gameplay-friendly uh, um, terrain. Uh, but otherwise, everything that we used uh, is available yeah, to the public. That, in is very interesting cause, yeah, that is very interesting because uh, I've heard a lot of creators say, say that the, the tools provided by Bohemian Interactive are uh, simplistic and that sometimes, not always, but sometimes they need to go to more uh, to, to, to third party products and, or to prof professional products. Uh, because they're you know a bit limited, so it's nice mm -hmm. to hear also that you know the the Bohemian Interactive team is using the same tools as the community, and it puts everyone on the same level. I like that. <laughs> um, who decides of the geographic location of it? Probably different with every every map or with every project, but uh, for Livonia was partially our creative director, Ivan Buchta, who came up with the geographic data based in Czech Republic and with collaboration uh, with uh, our Amsterdam offices. Um, they placed the terrain between the Baltic countries, so it was like collaboration be between uh, offices in, uh, in Czech Republic and Amsterdam. Okay, so it's it's people up the chain that uh, decide 
uh, where it's going to, to, to be located. Yeah, Is usually, yes. Okay, you execute and they decide. <laughs> <laughs> Great, okay. Um, I, we've been talking about, I'm, I'm going to place a question here uh, that is off the record uh, because it just spawned in my head. Sadly, it, it happens sometimes in the middle of an interview. Uh, you people listening, you, you know that. Um, we've been talking about Arma 3 uh, a lot in this interview uh, up till now, uh, but there's obviously Daisy. Um, I mean, Daisy has had Livonia released in uh, in a DLC recently. Uh, so for people listening from the Daisy uh, community, community, you guys can relate, and you guys have more, you know, other features. We're, we're basically going to be talking about uh, swiftly, um, but. Uh, I mean, how does how does that that impact your work? Um, how do you guys uh, see both games at a time, or or do you do you create the train only for one game and then think, oh, how about we port it to another game? So yeah, it was the second option. Uh, we created uh, a train uh, after uh, well, after some time. And uh, it felt very good. Uh, it had its qualities, and uh, that was uh, the main reason it got also into the uh, into Daisy. Okay, so was it designed for Daisy first or for Arma Three first? Is that something you're able to to tell us? So uh, at first, it wasn't designed really. It wasn't designed to be a playable map. Mm -hmm. um, if you know the map, uh, there is this village uh, Nadbor uh, to the south, and mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years uh, back, the map was just uh, the little village, but uh, it was supposed uh, to work as a proving ground for terrain processor, which was later released, uh, to generate uh, vegetation, uh, especially forests, uh, based on uh, GIS uh, data, uh, GIS real-world data. And uh, the map uh, later on uh, got uh, more attention, uh, it got uh, very big, and that was the reason, uh, well, that was the time it was decided that it will be an armor-free map. Uh, so it was more designed uh, for like uh, tank combat and vehicle combat, and with uh, Contact DLC, uh, we started really putting a lot of attention into uh, settlements. Uh, to uh, really um, please infantry uh, competence. Um, and later on, um, well, hello Daisy, and then I got into Daisy, and now it, it uh, was for a completely different type of gameplay. So, no, it wasn't uh, at, at uh, first, it wasn't uh, supposed to be for Daisy, it wasn't designed for Daisy, and that was one of the reasons it had to be resigned a bit. Uh, the map itself. Okay, so yeah, you needed to do a bit of adjustments. Um, those adjustments, obviously, we talked about it just a bit before. Uh, Yvette told us that she went into nature to take photos of trees, that kind of thing. What other real-life uh, images or materials did you use, Yvette? Uh, only trees, or did you actually go in houses or visit people's places to take photos? Yeah, no, <laughs> we we didn't go to people's places, but um, <laughs> like ding dong, hello, I, yeah, I need to like, I need to take photos. <laughs> no, not like that. But um, you know, if we if we want to design like specific type of barracks or like quarry or sp like 
re really specific type of some kind of building on or industrial uh, area. We usually go somewhere like to um, to places places which are like already abandoned or or which uh, which are used nowadays as a museum or like uh, you know kind oh, of park I, which I you see. can visit and and they have the buildings preserved or. Uh, something like that so so you always go to public places <laughs> yeah. and not you don't go to the real artist to take photos and end up in prison <laughs> well yeah <laughs> bad joke okay sorry for the guys that ended up in in, <laughs> in prison <laughs> but uh, um yeah in 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 the end i mean um you're you're actually taking a lot of uh, photos uh, do you, I mean does does Bohemia Interactive provide a, a I don't know a a, 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 um, a camera or something or do you actually take your your cell phone and take photos just to get inspiration? Uh, I would say the both. Sometimes we use like company camera. Uh, I usually use my phone because it's more quick, you know, and you can take like <laughs> more of the pictures in a short period of time. So, like I would say, kind of both. Okay, and um, so that's going to be a question for Jan. Uh, how do you collaborate uh, and share tasks inside the, the team, inside Bohemia Interactive? You're obviously a team. How many are you? Uh, for Livonia, uh, it, is, uh, it was three of us uh, at most uh, uh, times. Um, I can't speak for other departments, uh, but uh, for us, um, at the beginning, um, uh, we were uh, having call every week because Andre, uh, the main guy, uh, sits in a different office uh, in the Mieszek office close to Prague and we are mm -hmm. in Bern. So we were having a call every week and the most important uh, part was uh, to know what uh, we are doing and uh, what each uh, of us is doing. So, so we a lot of writing meetings. anything. And uh, this was easy because uh, the map, uh, as, I, as I've said, it was quite empty. So we were just filling it uh, with stuff. But uh, in the polishing phase uh, last year, we were really having call every day uh, because we are doing uh, too many tweaks uh, around the whole map. So it was very, very important uh, to collaborate and uh, to talk. Um, I'm thinking that uh, working well, I mean, having multiple people work on the same piece of material, meaning the map, obviously. How does that? Uh, how does that work? I mean, you you can't obviously all work on the same uh, file because in the end, I I guess it's a file. Uh, do you share the file and then someone just uh, puts every update inside the the actual end file, or how does it work? Yeah, so uh, as uh, Thorium Boulder uh, works, um, how we actually don't overwrite each other's work. Yeah, that's that, the danger. Um, uh, the villages uh, and well, a, a lot of other stuff uh, is divided uh, into layers in Thorium Builder, and uh, which uh, is based around objects. So we have a layer and it has objects in it. And uh, we would share those layers. And that was uh, how we were not interfering. Uh, so each people had a different layer of the terrain and was uh, uh, working on the different, um, actually a different file in the end. And then the, the you have all the file 
joined together and that makes the terrain. Is that it? Yes, yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. So we always knew who was using uh, what file, obviously, and uh, then we just packed it all up and it was a game. Yeah. So you said that you were three, is that it? Uh, three, that meaning yes. you two plus Andre? Yes, um, um, three of us that were directly working on the terrain. Okay, does that imply other people gravitating around and doing specific things or...? Well, we had Ivan Buchta, our creative director, who was uh, helping us. Um, yeah, he uh, was the the mind behind everything. Yes, Is that it? he was okay. the mind. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we had uh, a lot of graphic uh, artists that were providing us with assets, with models, objects. Uh, we had uh, one external collaborator, uh, Lenka Buchtova, uh, who was doing a lot of detailing around the map. So she's uh, the fourth one, I would say. But uh, otherwise, it was just free. Yeah. Okay, so you, uh, Yvette, you were working a lot on nature, on nature and on objects. Is that it? Um, we yeah, could say that. If you basically, I I've done all of the surfaces from the ground and from the top. So if you are just walking, everything which lays on the ground, it's more or less my my job. And if you like fly over in some helicopter or something, that's and you will see the map from the from the from the air. That's kind of my job too. Okay, so actually, guys, when you're walking around Livonia, please mind your step because you might be <laughs> walking on something that Ivet did. That yeah. must be uh, that must be <laughs> that might be said. You know, you, you can't walk around yes. anywhere. Thank uh, you for careful. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last question of this um, tour about. A terrain creation uh what is the most required skill for a terrain designer uh let's go with Ivet. um it's hard to say you know it's hard to pick just one skill you really need and if you have some basic knowledge with level design that of course it helps but um i think for arma specifically it's more important to know like how the nature itself works like how it usually looks um uh, where you should place the trees near the spring and near the soils and stuff like that. It, so it, if, it, you if know, you're an inside geek, it won't work. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. because, because, you know, if um, some, someone could think it's very easy to just like put the trees randomly on the map and it will work, you know, because why, why shouldn't it? Because trees grows everywhere, but it's, it's not really that, that e easy job. Because um, if you want to the map to look really naturally, you have to think about it a lot. And it does. Let's tweak a bit the question for Jan. Uh, Jan, what's the skill, what's the best skill that you have that makes you a good terrain designer? Yeah, I know I'm putting traps, but that's intentional. I want to get the everywhere. best out of you. <laughs> well... Uh, over the year I was working on Livonia, I think I learned a lot and uh, one of the uh, key uh, things I learned was really how the nature works. Uh, why do trees grow where they uh, really uh, grow? Uh, why, is, uh, why do rivers flow? Uh, why are roads made where they are? And uh, 
just just how the nature works, uh, how to make nature nat uh, looking natural, uh, is is the best you know skill I gained uh, while working on Livonia. I think we can add to that uh, the how does human beings uh, create the, the the cities and the uh, and the villages basically because that must be also very I mean I've been I've been trying you know I, I designed some capture the flag maps and I've been doing all the scripts behind but I there's always the point where I need to do the actual map and the you know the level designing basically and where to put uh, the buildings and how to put them and I usually always pass that on to someone else because I'm rubbish at that because I don't know where to put what building uh, it, it must be the same thing for um, for for building a city or a village I mean you can't just put a, a house there just because you want to put it there next to the road I mean you you need to put it in a certain direction that kind of thing yeah well uh, it uh, also depends a lot on which type of settlement uh, you're doing obviously a village in Russia will look different than a village in Africa but uh, for Livonia for example uh, we were uh, uh, it, it was a little easier for us because uh, we were uh, Livonia is based on real life terrain obviously here in Czech Republic and it was a little easier for us because we already knew where the villages are located in real life or villages slash towns so uh, we were sort of following uh, the way how they are constructed and uh, constructed them uh, this way but for if, if, if you know you had nothing really just a plain map uh, and if you wanted to uh, create another Livonia for example uh, it would really uh, matter how the, where, the for, where the forests are for example where the rivers and where the roads might be because uh, that's really how villages uh, are constructed yeah just uh, based on the nature around because as you said, you can just uh, put a building somewhere and it will work. Yeah, that's totally not it. <laughs> Let's now jump to Livonia itself. We've been kind of gravitating around Livonia and talking about how you, you, you've you been doing Livonia. Let's go straight deep inside the, the topic. Uh, my first question is about the engines. Uh, how... How are both engines different between Arma 3 and uh, and Daisy? Is there a difference between the two graphical engines, or uh, and did you did you need to do some adapting? Uh, I knew I know you guys had to do some adapting on uh, the gameplay and how things were made inside Livonia to for the gameplay on the gameplay aspect. But how does that uh, affect the engine I mean does the effect let's say that the other way, way round does the engine impact your uh, your way of designing the uh, the terrain oh that's a very wide question but all right all right so um, the real virtuality engine uh, which is used by armor free um, only one year uh, I think we really pushed it as uh, far as we could uh, and uh, create very um, lush and rich forests uh, that uh, would otherwise be very uh, difficult to do in terms of uh, performance. Uh, Daisy, uh, well, Daisy is this hybrid, uh, well, uses this hybrid engine of uh, the original Daisy in terms of engine and, uh, and fusion, so things run uh, considerably better on it. 
but uh, it needs to be said that we weren't uh, directly uh, porting the map or included in the process of putting it into Daisy. Uh, it was uh, mostly uh, work of um, Daisy uh, environment designers, especially Adam Fransu. And uh, they really had to, uh, I, I don't know how much they had to fight, but uh, I'm sure it wasn't really that easy. I see. So both engines are, comp are well, uh, significantly different and uh, both had to to get some adaptation to, to make them work with both games. Um, one one thing um, is is troubling me is how how does the engine uh, you you said that basically you were pushing the Alma three engine uh, f you know as much as you could um, and I think that is great because that will also enable Bohemia Interactive to to see the limits of their engine and see that yeah, we need to go further. We need to develop something new and that kind of thing, but that's only my guesses. Um, one thing is troubling me is, is you know, when it came out, when Livonia came out, um, we had reports of people saying that there were uh, uh, performance issues. Obviously, we, we, can't, we can't go around those. I mean, you, you will have performance issues on terrains that big, that rich, so that's not really on on you uh, to to answer that kind of thing. But um, is there any plan to publish updates for each games? I don't know Daisy or Levo or um, or Arma Three uh, in the future. To have you yourselves got reports of things that you might need to adapt because it was impacting too much the performances on players. So I would say that um, uh, for Elvonia, uh, especially in the polishing phase, we really help the performance a lot uh, by multiple of tweaks, uh, what we could have done at that time. And uh, sadly, at, at one point, it wasn't really at us. Uh, you know, we could remove half the map and it would uh, most likely still run the same. So uh, at a later stage, um, we were trying uh, to uh, help the performance as, well, as much as we uh, could have, uh, we environment designers. But sadly, uh, there was a barrier we uh, could not uh, overpass. Okay. Was, um, so let's talk a bit about the gameplay. We talked about it briefly, saying that you had to adapt the gameplay, obviously, but uh, on Livonia, what was the what was the the main focus on uh, gameplay-wise? Uh, did you build Livonia for all types of gameplay, or did you did you focus on one specific or a few, and which were would they be? Mm. So as I've said before, um, at first. Uh, it was uh, it wasn't supposed for any type of gameplay. Uh, later on, uh, it was considered to be a part of uh, the tanks DLC. So the gameplay was more focused uh, towards uh, tank gameplay with very easy you know, vegetation, very easy settlements. Uh, and later on, uh, as we get uh, let's say assigned uh, to contact, uh, we were more focusing on uh, uh, the infantry uh, gameplay inside of villages and uh, really working on uh, smaller locations around the map. So even 
when you are walking around, uh, just walking around, you still uh, feel um, very nice and uh, you feel the atmosphere. I've been um, yeah talking about walking around. I've been um, discussing with Jan uh, the possibility of of, uh, of specific locations, and uh, that's going to bring my next question for Ivet. Uh, but I've I've basically been talking to Jan on you know specific lo- locations uh, based on Livonia for building a hiking scenario. Basically, I wanted to create a hiking scenario where basically you would be stuck in walking around uh, Livonia and the objective of that would be um, just appreciating the beauty of the map and discovering things that maybe you would have uh, not seen if you would have played I don't know survival PvP or or co-op and those little you know, not Easter eggs, but but uh, specific locations that are a bit hidden and and bring you to just walk around the map and and see. So, if if one of the um, mission creators out there in the community is interested in that kind of thing, I've got a project that is only started. Uh, I want to publish it before the end of of uh, Armor Three's life. So. Uh, Go ahead and contact me. That brings me to the next question for Ivet. Is um, I'm calling you Ivet since the since the the beginning of this interview. I think it's Ivet. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's better. Fine. Sorry, I'm, I'm probably okay. massacring your your name. Sorry. <laughs> um, so at least I I figured it out. Um, what's your favorite part of Livonia? What's the one part that you would you know, you, you would just go to the editor and place a soldier or or a, um, a civilian and just walk around just because it's your favorite location. Well, it's it's hard to choose just one because uh, you have so many different parts of Livonia which you can choose from, you know. But for me, I think it's the little things, like uh, the little things which are like kind of hidden on the outsides of the map. I really like the fisherman's hut, for in, for example, on the lake in the north. Or I really like the Easter eggs we placed on the map, and most of them, unfortunately, haven't been discovered yet. So I don't want to spoil them out. But Ooh, we'll be talking yeah. about Easter eggs in a minute. And how much uh, how much time did it create? Did it take you to create those? Uh, specific locations did you create them on purpose because you were trying to achieve something and also how much time did it take you to build forests i know it's a two question in one go ahead yvette yvette sorry oh my god um well it took definitely quite some time um i don't i don't know the exact like amount of days or months but it was more or less about a quarter of the year of tweaking the just geographical vector data and then some processing and after that it was uh, I would say the same amount of time like fixing it manually um, that's the part what actually Jan was doing so maybe he can tell you how lovely it was but yeah like in total I would say like at least um, two or three quarters of the year. So what do you have to say about that, uh, Jan? Well, uh, 
Um, since I arrived, since I got onto Livonia, uh, a year later the map was done. I was fixing the last bugs. And so I would say um, building the villages, um, editing uh, the vegetation, uh, it really was more than six months, yeah, more than that. Uh, plus what uh, Andre was doing uh, before, uh, that was, well, a lot, a lot more months, yeah. Um, yeah, but he was before. on his own, so obviously we can, we can guess that it took him a lot of time, because was yes. he doing that on, because sadly he couldn't join us, he, he would have been able to talk about that part on his own, but did it take him uh, some free time to build Livonia, or was it part of his uh, everyday job? I mean, did he... Was he locked on Livonia for, for years before you guys entered the project? Or, I mean, was he doing that just for, for, for himself? I, I think the, it was a collaboration with Ivan Buchta, um, because Ivan wanted uh, the map to go further. So he got uh, Andre uh, onto his uh, two-man team. And uh, Andre was uh, doing a lot of, uh, as I mentioned, the healthy core. He was doing a lot of the infrastructure uh, stuff, a lot of edits to the terrain. And uh, yeah, he was one guy on it, and it was his work. I see. Uh, Ivet, how difficult? How is it difficult to to cover those those big big? Uh, how, I mean, large scale maps. Uh, is it is it? Um, do you just do a few portions at a time, one square meter at a time, and then duplicate it, or um, do you actually go through? the whole entire uh, map and and go specifically on each location, each square meter? Um, <clears throat> well, it was definitely easier for the bigger parts, let's say. Like if you, if you see some wheat fields, wheat field, uh, for, for instance, uh, I was able to, to say like, okay, I can create like a polygon and on this place they will grow wheat and that's it. But it, like for the little things, like the soils and the roads and I don't know, like uh, grounds in the forest, I had to do it manually. So that was a really long process. At, at <laughs> something funny, uh, not related to what you said, is you actually said wheat. So the, you know, the, the wheat corn. And actually, I heard weed. So I, I was like, oh, yeah, you were growing weed inside Armour 3. Great. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> some, in the some, future, yes. Some roleplay people will be happy. Um, <laughs> so what about um, what about bears? Because let, let's, let's talk about uh, Daisy a bit. I mean, in the Livonia DLC, you guys introduced bears. I mean, the Daisy team introduce bears why the heck didn't we get bears in armor 3 i mean uh we probably have a modder that is on the way with that kind of project but uh we would love to have big nature i mean i've been interviewing people on this show that really wanted higher level uh, nature you know animals and that kind of thing wolves or that kind of thing um yeah well uh, i i can see the reason but you know jan was talking about a bit it's it's uh, mostly based on the di engine difference between daisy and arma but also because of the purpose of arma you know like wild bear running through the forest and killing soldiers 
would cause some troubles and especially in the multiplayer you don't probably want to trouble with that mm-hmm that could be um a, a <laughs> switch you you know you could have a switch and say okay i'm I'm going to be doing a large scale co-op and I don't want to be bothered by uh, by uh, bears or that kind of thing I mean that's already a command which is the environmental uh, enabling uh, command in in Arma 3 that is already available for you know for sounds for for bugs for that kind of thing uh, you can turn those things off you could actually have that kind of switch for for nature and and for animals that could it's, be cool it's true but we didn't think it will like set the the location and uh, we tried to to come with at least some ambient life and we added the fireflies and ladybugs and stuff like that let's let's talk about them um so you guys introduced light bugs for night and ladybirds uh and lady ladybirds or ladybugs lady, I, ladybugs yeah ladybugs uh in in daytime um how, where did that idea come from i mean was it just a uh, you wanted to make the terrain special, or was it uh, someone else's project to actually implement new life inside uh, inside the game? Yeah, it was thanks to colleagues in Amsterdam, but uh, overall we wanted to add, add some like more life into the map, and uh, these two kinds of bugs are actually um, kind of uh, normal in Czech environment, so uh, we, we thought it's like a good idea to add those. And I think it was really a good idea because the, especially the light, uh, the light bugs, because at night, Livonia looks mystical, you know, like you, you go through the deep forests and by night, no moon or just a light moon. And I mean, it's kind of real scary. I cannot imagine the Daisy guys running around that forest with with uh, 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 zombies on their heels. That must be a great experience. Um, let's talk about the Easter eggs. We we talked about the Easter eggs just before. We want to know how many are there, where to find them. We want to know <laughs> everything. Can you say anything about them? Well, I think. Some of those were, were already discovered, so uh -huh. I can basically talk about those. Okay, uh, go ahead. Like, uh, let's say the posters in the in the gas gas pumps. In the or gas pumps. pumps, okay. Yes, the, yeah. that that people on the on the poster. It's basically me. Jan and our colleagues from um, Nishik office. Oh, so like, you took a, you took a photo um, and you put it in the in the game in the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, great. So that's that's a little one, and the other ones like um, the deer cemetery on the uh, on the southern part of the map. That's also our creation, and a uh, couple of more. But those. I, I haven't seen people talking about those yet, so okay, I don't want to spoil so we need, them out. We need to find people to look at, at uh, Easter eggs. Yeah. I know that um, my my dear friend uh, Buckfast Wine that you you guys know from Twitter is into that kind of thing. He did that with Contact. Uh, basically, he went through the campaign and found every single um, Easter egg uh, in in the Contact DLC. Uh, I'm I'm 
probably going to mission him to go in and find the Easter eggs inside Livonia because I know he would be dying to do that. So there's plenty more to find and we'll just wait for people to, to actually talk about them on, on social media or on the forum. That would be great. We want to know about that. So if you guys have pictures of Easter eggs, send them to us so we can uh, validate them uh, with with the Bohemian Interactive team. Because if you're actually finding an Easter egg that is not, that won't count, obviously. Um, let's go with Jan. Um, what kind of scenario would you want to see on Livonia? Well, um, I could Daisy uh, or Armor 3, whatever the game. Oh, uh, I really uh, like Old Man, yeah, the Tenua scenario. I play, uh, last time I played it, it was uh, about a year ago, actually. But uh, I would really like to see something similar uh, on it. Uh, something, you know, uh, sandboxy, maybe single player all over the country, over the map. That would be nice. So that's a question for Jan again for the future of uh, Arma 3 and its, its, its surroundings. Uh, do you think that the new Infusion engine, for people that don't know about the Infusion engine, is the current engine used by um, Daisy, which is suspected to be the, the, uh, uh, the engine that is going to be used for Arma 4 or any other future title? Uh, let's hope it comes. Um, how do you think the new Infusion engine will help create better terrains? Well, um, I hope it will. And, uh, you know, after all uh, the maps we created, uh, we knew a lot, we know a lot. So uh, everything that is going to come uh, in the future uh, in Infusion uh, hopefully uh, will help us make uh, not only uh, better uh, terrains, but uh, also help us make them uh, in, uh, let's say, an easier way yeah, than it is uh, nowadays. Yeah. And uh, you also mentioned that uh, Infusion uh, powers DAISY. Uh, that's actually not uh, true, because uh, it's just a half, let's say, Infusion, right? Mm. This is still um, mainly uh, based on the original uh, Arma engine. And that's uh, also one of the reasons, uh, I forgot to mention, why it was a little easier uh, to port it. Yeah, oh, so that made it, that made it easier to, to port uh, some, some things from Arma 3 to DayZ from, from that compatibility, is that it? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, Ivet is Ivet. Sorry, is uh, Bohemia Interactive hiring new talents to work on terrains or in any other department, but especially on terrains? Uh, do they do they have any uh, future projects, and are they hiring new people? I know they are hiring a lot of people, but are they hiring people specifically for that for that purpose? Um, from time to time, definitely yes. Uh, we have all of the listed positions which are open on our website. So if anyone is interested of on sending uh, the CV, like go ahead, uh, check the check the website, and you will see all of the positions there. But also, I would recommend if you are really interested in like working on a terrain and the job opening is not there for you like feel free to send a cv to our H hr anyways and maybe it will you will be lucky and 
We will so that's, find something for that's you. for people that uh, are looking for a job and, and passionate about uh, design, designing in general. I mean, and and train designing in in, uh, in global or aspect. I mean, props and that kind of thing. Buildings. Uh, if you if you're into creating things, go ahead and and uh, and suggest your talents to to Bohemian Interactive. We cannot wait to see another title come out of Bohemian Interactive. Uh, hopefully, on the four. So go ahead and help them. They need help. <laughs> Um, so what do you guys personally want to see coming in Arma 3 or DayZ? Uh, I originally had put Arma 4 in there, but whatever. Uh, I think that Bohemia Interactive does not want to suggest the eventuality of uh, Arma 4. So let's stick to Arma 3 and, uh, and see uh, what you guys are expecting in the future of those games. Let's oh, go with uh, Jan oh, first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I would uh, really like to see more of the uh, community community DLCs uh, because the uh, global mobilization was uh, quite nice. I enjoyed it. The map looks very solid, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of them. So that's that's what I would really like to see. Uh, in terms of Daisy, well, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, their improvements. So uh, I've read that they are planning to do some you know tweaks here and there this year. And so I love Daisy, you know, I, I played it a lot. Uh, I would like to see uh, them, yeah. What about you, Yvette? Um, I probably agree completely with Jan. Like, uh, definitely the community mods are really great, and I can't wait to see more of them. So community mods, so you, you how about you guys? Have you um, actually thought about uh, lending a hand to those uh, to those um, modders and and teams of modders that do that for 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 free and for uh, for uh, for by passion. I know obviously you guys spent eight hours a day in in an office creating Armor Three or or Daisy Asset. So obviously you don't really have the time or want to take the time to you know build things for other people or for uh, on your free time. That is obviously completely understandable. But have you guys thought about it and have you thought about uh, some specific um, uh, mods that you would want to help out? Uh... Well, uh, the community DLCs uh, are having uh, our creative director Ivan Buchta and his help, uh, as far as I know. But uh, you know, anytime someone uh, might need a help, you know, doesn't know what button to press uh, in Terrain Builder, uh, yeah, why why not uh, send us a message and we we can help out a bit. Um, I know if Yvette is interested in some mod work. Probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, Yvette, go ahead. Um, well, I was I was checking with Ivan some of the mods uh, the guys from community sent out, um, and I think like if you if you spend a lot of time like creating a map and you want to to share it, like feel free to send it in and we can check it out. So. Give so your professional, yeah. uh, professional advices uh, for for these guys. That's really appreciated. I think. Um, what about your your experience in in the uh, in the gaming in Armor Three and in Daisy, uh, and that will be the closing of this uh, great interview. Um, Jan, first, how, what was your 
what we call the Armageddon moment, which is basically the one moment in Armor 3 or Daisy that you really will never forget. Have you had this kind of experience or not? Well, maybe it will sound a bit corny, but uh, the first day I saw Livonia uh, and it's a work in progress day was very special for me because I was, uh, you know, I was playing Armor 3 a lot and I was used to these dry islands and all of a sudden I saw a green uh, terrain that is closed and uh, it's, it's basically terrain I have uh, around, around my house, right? So it was very special to me uh, to see something like it being created for Armor 3 and uh, I, I would say it was the first moment that I really remember and the second one was uh, when I tried to uh, when I tried to map the terrain in Daisy. You know, I was running around and it felt very nice. Uh, I have so. not tested it in Daisy. I really would need to do that because it it must be a completely different experience than on Armor Three. What about you, Yvette? What's your Armagasm moment in Armor Three or Daisy? I really enjoy the like the little fun moments. You know, like I remember once. Like after quite some towering day, we were playing a bit uh, with Livonia and we spawned like 500 chickens in the editor. And like I laughed really hard because I really needed that on, on that day and it was a really good moment to remember. Just uh, let off the steam and, and just uh, yeah. breathe and to, a bit. To walk on the map, you know, surrounded yeah. by all of those chickens. It was, <laughs> it was really funny. Okay, got it. Well, next time we'll be uh, spawning rabbits and maybe that can change a bit <laughs> your experience. Uh, how can people get in touch uh, with you guys? Uh, I know you both have uh, Twitter, so we'll be putting your Twitter, if that's okay, in the description of this interview. Um, do do you have people, um, I don't know, request your help or just interact with you through another uh, channel or not? Well, uh, I'm on uh, Discord, right? Uh, I have this weird nickname that I don't use anywhere else. But uh, Twitter is uh, the best way. Yeah, I'm. I maybe spend too much time on there, uh, so you can always contact me there and uh, you know, with everything you need. What about you, Yvette? Uh, probably the same for me. Like, if we need to discuss something uh, further, like, feel free to contact me on Twitter and. I can send you my email address or whatever, but mainly the Twitter. Great. Well, guys, it was a real pleasure to have you on the show because we were talking about a very, very nice topic, which is Livonia. This the, the, the terrain was overall met with a lot of enthusiasm and people really liked it. Uh, that's the feedback that we got, and I'm sure you got it as well. So thank you both for working on such great projects and thank you for coming on the show obviously to talk more in details about those things about your experience in, with Livonia um, for people listening uh, we uh, are obviously going to be publishing very big interviews very important interviews in the future so do not hesitate to tune in uh, it, there's going to be a, a some some time between 
uh, those interviews. So do not worry. We are still there. We are still active and preparing very awesome shit for you guys. Uh, you can, as usual, find us on RadioArma.com and on Twitter at RadioArma. Uh, I'll be putting all the links in the description. And I wish you all a very very good weekend um guys yvette uh or jan do you guys have any other things to say before we quit well i would like to thank you for the invitation Uh, it was very uh, we had a very nice time and uh well maybe see you next time yeah definitely thank you so much for the for the interview and looking forward to to do something similar in the future too well, let's hope that you guys are going to be uh, working on very exciting exciting things uh, at Bohemia Interactive. Uh, and we'll obviously have you more on the show uh, in the future. Have a nice day, everyone. See you, Yvette and Jan. Bye-bye, everyone. See you. Bye.